Hi, Sim. Hi, Anna. I'm so excited right now. Oh, God, you always start off like that. You know why? Why? Because we have a special guest sitting right next to us. That's very true. That's very true. Am I special? Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Allison Janney, and I'm special. (laughs) And you're reading for the role of Patricia? Patricia. And um, I'm very I'm, nervous. I'm pretty excited about it, though. Um, I forgot my nervous. slides, it's though. Fine. Do you have slides? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Here they are. Oh, thank you. Okay. All right, so we'll just start off. Why don't you slate, if you don't mind, look right okay. into camera. All right. Hi, I'm Allison Janney. And you won an award this year. I just want to let uh, our producers know. What, what was I, that? I did. It was, was it's called the um, an Oscar. Oh, okay. Wow, it's very impressive. Okay, well, that's, but, that's excellent. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you very much. Okay, you, so um, I'll start off. Okay. Patricia, what the fuck, bitch? Hello there. (laughs) I am Patricia, and I discovered your podcast earlier this year and have really enjoyed catching up with the old shows and listening to the new ones. Fuck you, Patricia. You never fucking listen to my fucking podcast. It's not on my sides here, but I'm willing to improv. Um, Fuck you as well. Oh, that was excellent. Thank you. (laughs) Um. Allison, dear listeners, um, I just happened to be walking by, uh, dear know, listeners, we wrote, and we, I, I, I crashed we, their um, ad we wrote reading you in. thing. So. so hey, so Allison, here's what mm-hmm. we're going to do though. First, okay. we're going to do, um, do we a little do bit of feedback? feedback. Yep. So okay, Allison, we'll fill you in. Okay. This is what happened last week during the Judd Apatow episode. <gasps> you? Oh, I love Judd Apatow. He's amazing. Yeah. So you're all caught up then with the podcast. I am. Well, I haven't <laughs> heard that podcast, but uh, well, it's not. It hasn't been released yet, has it? It has. Yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> Oh, I love you. I love you. Are you kidding? No, I love you. I, yeah, no. So, Allison, let me tell you what happened. So, okay. Kathleen from Boston, we called her, and she was interested in flirting with this guy who is a comedian. She's also a comedian as well. But this guy has a girlfriend, you know, and she decided to stop because it was getting a little awkward. The whole relationship was getting a little awkward. So, Judd had advised that she should just focus on her energy on something new with more potential. And then I told her that she should just let it go and let the awkwardness fizzle away. And then, Anna, you agreed and you said that uh, even though it's going to be difficult, you need to just let this go. So, this is what one of our listeners wrote in. Kari writes, longtime fan, first time caller, huge fan. I was just listening to your episode with Judd. Please pass this headshot along. JK, that would be awkward. And I heard Kathleen, the comedian, call in about crushing on another comedian. I thought you guys were very sweet to her, but being a lady comic myself, I just want her to focus on herself. No offense to any of my friends, but male comics suck. <laughs> they, they are charming and witty, but you never know what's going on inside their head. How many minutes does Kathleen have? Could she feature? Is she performing outside Boston? These are questions Kathleen should be actually worried about. This guy sounds like a typical male comic, and she should take the worries she has about him and put the energy into her comedy career. What shows is she playing in Boston? Is this comedy career for fun, or does she want something out of it? Baby girl, forget him and move to New York and do a mic every night. I see so many of my beautiful female comic friends let a comic dude get in their head, and it's just not worth it. Honestly, at this point, the world needs more female comics, so I urge her to take this energy and put it back into herself. She should be selfish in love. Yeah, Anna. But this love affair should be with herself and her career. Go, Kathleen. Go. Anna and Sim, I listen every week, and I think you all fucking rock. You are the best ever. I love you, Anna, and fuck you, Sim. Oh, thanks so much. And I think that's really good advice. 
stand-up tend to be, it's a complicated profession to be involved with. Do you think we're going to piss off any male comics listening right now? Oh, I'm sure. I think they no, agree. Yeah. With of course. With yeah, this, they're so egotistical this. that of course they agree. They're like, fuck yeah, we're <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they also tend to be sort of dour. I think a lot of male, a lot of comics are, are not as they they come off as being funny and, and lighthearted, and they're actually kind of serious and 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 depressed. But it's such an individualized performance. I mean, what we do acting, and I'm not like saying rush out and date an actor, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. But with a stand up, it's such an individualized performance. It's not unlike a musician when you don't have sort of the back and forth creatively, when you truly are your own one man band, um, it just adds another uh, layer of complication to someone's, you know, mentality and then to a relationship. God, I'm That's good. deep. That's really I'm deep. I'm so good. Allison, have you ever dated a stand I've had crushes on a lot of funny men, but I, yeah, I've never dated one before. I think I would steer clear. Yeah. I think. Well, that's on as number two on the list of occupations you should not date. Magicians is number two. Yes, but stand-up is in there. But the problem is, you know, the list of professions, like these are all people that are very creatively inspiring. And that's sort of where people can, can become attracted to a really like spicy individual that like has interesting ideas and and that can be pretty addictive and attractive. I used to live in Hermosa. Oh my God, I live in Manhattan. I loved it down there. Well, okay. I tell everybody I live in Manhattan, but yeah. I actually live in Hawthorne. And where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in a small town called Clark Summit, Pennsylvania. Can I ask you a question that's a real segue? You can ask me anything. And by segue, I mean... Off track. Would you ever wipe Dame... Judy Dench's butt. Yeah, I would. I knew it. I knew I loved you. <laughs> I know. I knew you it. You could tell when I walked in the room, I just had that glimmer in my eye. Yes. <laughs> that I would wipe someone else's shit. But anybody else's? It's a short list, probably. I've never thought of making a list. Have you made a list? No. No, I haven't. But I... W you thought about you it, know, I was obviously. I was a waitress at a nursing home. So oh. while I didn't wipe anybody's bottoms, <laughs> I like to think of myself as a person of service right. and a kind person, sort of. And so most people, I would be like, yeah, I'll give you a helping hand. Yeah. You know? Um, That's far. But, if you're older. So yeah. maybe the more interesting question is, like, whose butt would you not wipe? I think that list is longer. Oh, it is? Yeah. I don't think it's like evenly spaced out. Like I feel like the, the, I would wipe my own. Yeah. For good. sure. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. Um, I would wipe yours. You would? Yeah. Already? Even though we just like officially met? I haven't met Judy Dench. I do have a cute little bottom. I know. I can, I saw it. You're so It's very, it's thin. little. Well, there, yeah, there isn't a ton of like to hold on to. Right. Um, but the cavern isn't deep. Uh-huh. I think. So, um, <laughs> right. so I appreciate it. So You've never gotten that I'm just saying like, I could yeah. be like a beginner's butt wipe. A beginner's bottom. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, there aren't too many. I don't have a lot of anger towards too many people. I feel like it's a quick little in and out job. I like that. You're willing to like 
get dirty for like you know the good of mankind. Yeah. You're a charitable person. Thank you. Um, you can't write that off in your taxes, though. <laughs> Can I ask you a few questions about what you do? I would love that. Okay. I was watching some... First of all, I have an obsession with ice skating, but I know nothing about it. We should definitely go sometime. Really? Yeah. 100%. Really? Do you mean it? I, <laughs> I'm dead serious. I think there's a ring not far from here. I think you might be right, but... <laughs> I, I'm both terrified and thrilled. This might be one of the best invitations I've ever got. Are you, if you mean it, I would love to. Yeah, I'm dead serious. I will. I, I we can bring everybody. Does everybody want to go? Okay, but what are you? How are you going to teach us anything? I mean, we're, we're like, I don't. We're all like ding dongs on a rink. I just want to wear something like cute little thing and do a little bunny hop or right. something. You want to do it? I don't want to fall. Right. That fucking ice is hard. Yeah, but you know what? It's like when you fall, because it's slippery, it kind of like releases a lot of like the impact. Do you think that you know how to fall? I mean, of course you do. You know how to fall. Well, when I started skating, like the first thing they teach you is how to fall. And what, and what does that entail? What do you mean? Well, a fall is like when you fall and then they teach you how to get up. So is it like a slide? Sometimes when you fall, you kind of can't control what's happening or you freak out. And like a common thing that happens when you're a beginner skater is you're like, oh my God, I freak out. And you're like, don't move your hands. And you like fall flat on your face. Or you don't like know how to maneuver yourself around to like fall onto your butt. So if you know how to fall and you feel like it's happening, especially as like a beginner skater, you'll like fall down in the right way so you won't get hurt. So can you feel uh, like upon takeoff? launch whatever oh God, you know, I, mean, I know i'm sorry but but i'm so curious because being a champion skater feels of course it's very different and this is a very naive thing for me to say it's very different from something that can be easily calculated like skiing or that you know there's somebody that crosses the finish line there's no like it starts it stops there's a finish line right it's like so much artistry and technical it's a whole different idea of of a sport but so when you, what do you call a takeoff? A takeoff. You do? You call it a takeoff? Yeah. Can you tell when it's going perfectly? As, like if like you chip the ice right? I See, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, you know, I, I understand what you, where you're coming from. Because <laughs> like the passion is there. Um, <laughs> but the, the knowledge is not. <laughs> right. You're learning the language as, as like we go on. Um, so like when you first start skating and you start to learn the jumps, you obviously have like not a fucking clue what's happening you're like maybe i'm going down maybe i'm not isn't it terrifying must be fucking terrifying but you know when i skated i was pretty late to the game i started when i was like 10 and usually people start when they're like five so i just was having like so much fun just trying everything but like later in my career as i'm doing everything i have i i've like done it so many times that i have a better awareness so i know when like it's like when you have a takeoff and you like tap into the ice I know when it's not perfect, but I've worked so much on my awareness that I've learned how to try to save it. So, and it must also, the condition of the ice must be a big factor, right? Mm -hmm. Well, so when I was a young, like up and coming star. lad, star, yeah, um, I uh, was pretty like a little bit picky with the ice. So if it was like kind of rough, I'd be like, oh. You were a diva to begin with. I like that. Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> okay, so, but you, you, it was well, like. Well, then I was like, you know what? 
I like need to be prepared for anything. And so like probably the last few years of my career, I tried to just turn into this like ghetto skater. So like some days I would go to the rink and I would like put myself through like little challenges. I skated at a rink that had a few different surfaces. Some days I would skate the very last session after the ice would just be a mess. And you were talking, I think I heard an interview where you were talking, or maybe it was that brilliant, like the skating analyzation that you did of different movie clips. If you practice after a hockey tournament, like how the ice is all fucking torn up or whatever. Yes. So I would do stuff like that. I would purposely skate on awful ice to prove to myself that like if I showed up somewhere, I would still be great. And I took confidence in knowing that I would be great and everybody else would be panicking. Would you ever ski on a river that was recently frozen over? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Why not? Well, I just don't Do know. Do they how freeze you feel. over in Burbank? I if don't it, come up here very often. <laughs> I just don't know. Like if it cracks, I don't I just don't know what your swimming ability is. Awful. Okay. I've never skated on a lake. We we have to make this happen. But um, <laughs> do you tell you tell everybody that, don't you? We gotta skate on a, on a river lake or a lake and hope <laughs> the ice cracks and and we'll just sit by the. Do fire. you know? I recently, like on Facebook, I saw one of these videos of like if you fall through ice, how to get out. How do you get out? I don't know. Do you look for like, I, the air pocket or something? No, and, you stop. You don't move. Okay, and you go onto your stomach, uh-huh. stomach, and stomach. you start kicking like you're swimming, and it, you'll slide up out of it and you'll slide like a seal like uh, out of the hole and are you hoping that just somebody sees you like some of your buddies <laughs> or like I'm, i don't know i just I don't, don't ever think i'll ever be caught in this circumstance where like i'll fall through the lake there's one more thread i want to pull a little bit well a few because here at mom i do you know this multi-cam show and oftentimes we'll mess up usually it's me I'm usually the first person to mess up a line to like and it it does it throws the rhythm and so we'll have to sort of like regroup and I I'm kind of hard on myself so it throws me mentally a little bit but then we do it and I do it every episode multiple mm-hmm. times because it's just a lot of like mental you know energy and I'm not I I think that maybe I'm smarter than I really am but I'll let Sim tell me that later Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Um, but how do you mentally recover from uh, like a fall and then continue to execute perfect jumps? Something that I learned like later in my career, because like when I, at first, like I think in the same way, if you felt like you messed up a line, you felt like you threw your rhythm off or you're like, okay, great. Like I, today was the day I was going to nail everything. And I like fucked up already. And I've had like moments of that, like especially like in a practice when you're getting ready for a competition, like when there are nerves and stuff, you like mess up one jump in practice and you're like, okay, well, this is the beginning of the end of my demise and I should start writing my like retirement letter (laughs) and and retire. And I had a really good run and it was, I I remember like my favorite memories and like this is how it ends though. Um, And this is all within like a five minute like time lapse. But I became more and more 
delusional in the way where I was like, I'm fine. You know that my favorite like meme is that that's like the cartoon of the dog and the dog is sitting at the kitchen table and he says, everything is fine. And the whole kitchen is on fire. <laughs> I felt like so many times in my life, I was the dog in the kitchen fire. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And I think when you tell yourself that you're fine and you just talk yourself out of the chaos, you're able to kind of move forward from there. Sometimes like if I, if I mess up early on in, in like our, like the first scene, I'll fuck up a line and then I'll say, shit. Or no, no, that's not how it goes. I'll fuck up a line and I'll say, fuck. And the audience is like, oh, and then I'll say, shit. Because I realize that I fucking swore in front of the audience again. Right. Um, and everyone's like, oh. And then I'll just like awkwardly dance. Mm-hmm. And they'll be playing some like hip hop music while the writers are like, oh, God, she fucked up again. But um, <laughs> but but it is like it, the, the, almost it's like the dancing and, and the att- like if I attempt to laugh it off, I will start to believe it in myself mm-hmm. that it's not a big deal. I don't know if it's the same process. Absolutely. It's 100% the same thing where like if you would make a mistake, like when I was practicing and I would make a, a, a little mistake, um, my first reaction would be to like, huh, weird. That's weird. That never happens. Even if it happened all the time. And I tricked myself into just believing that I was like so consistent and that like I couldn't miss anything. And then eventually like my delusion caught up to my reality and I was really consistent and just like felt so powerful. That's a very magnetic quality that an artist has. You completely have that. People are really drawn to you and you just have the fucking essence. Have I ever said I've I'm 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 crazy about you, Adam. You should be so honored. <laughs> no, I know I am. I'm am so honored. <laughs> I knew that this was going to be special as soon as I saw a fruit plate and a bitten like uh, burrito next to you. As soon as I saw a bitten burrito, I was like, she's here to play. Yeah. Well, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, but it's it'll take way more. You really? Can, yeah, you can ask oh, me literally whatever. Okay. The first question was, would I wipe du- Judy Dench's asshole? Listen, we got Which a long ways to go. Then, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Um, are you missing competition? Are you competing now? And I'm are you not missing competing. It? And no, I'm not missing it. You're not. Why? No. Like going to the Olympics was this grand goal huge dream that I had for such a long time that I didn't really realize like how much stress was behind it because I made it to the Olympics at 28 and at 28 I was the oldest first timer since fuck you look young thank you it's just tinted moisturizer god it's underneath good. it's just I look like a wildebeest because I'm also wearing a spray tan too I doubt that so here's how I imagine it Tell me. So you train for years, Mm -hmm. for years. You like whatever, go through a fucking gazillion competitions, all this shit, wardrobe fittings and fucking trainings and harnesses and all kinds of crazy ass stuff. And And that's just a Thursday. (laughs) Yes. And like, hey, I like you, but I don't. Those moments and whatever. And then you, but the goal is the Olympics. You finally get there and you're in a bunk bed. Without an adapter? (laughs) (laughs) I love like in your worst horrible nightmare. It's like I just don't know what the the adapter. Like what's the Olympic Village like? So, okay. I'm so glad I went later in life because I had a greater perspective. Um, 
because I was, by the time I made it, I was like, this is just like a victory lap. I've like, this was the goal. Like I'm here and I should really enjoy every single second. But that's a lot of pressure too, especially if you, if you're competing later on in the, in the weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause so I was one getting... of the, we were one of the first events and, oh. then, but all throughout. Oh, okay. So I had competed once and then two weeks later I competed again. Okay. Is everyone hooking up in the village? It's, okay. Come on. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I will give you the lowdown and the beat down. Okay. Hooking up in Is the it village. Is it like group chili night? Okay. It's, it's like... <laughs> Like, what is happening? Okay, so the the cafeteria uh-huh. is like what is that called? Fuddruckers? Yeah. No. Yeah. What is, is it? Fuddruckers? This uh, it's hamburger place, right? Fuddruckers. No, 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 no. Um, what's that place that I would if I go? It's like Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Oh, oh Dave and Buster's. Yeah, Dave, Dave and Buster's. Buster's. It's like Dave and Buster's, where there's like no games. Okay, so it's like not Dave and Buster's at all, <laughs> but it's like Dave and Buster's of food. Okay. So like so you- there's like a Asian food section, there's like American food section, but it's like literally every kind of food you could want so it can appeal to everybody. Is open there- 24 hours. Like okay. So like right. that's I think like I've gone in there late and I saw people, you know, like canoodling. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay." But here's the thing. You wait Is it your- like a bar? No, but there is McDonald's there. It's like a bar. That's McDonald's I, I is just, like a bar. I just wanted to you know the late night it, canoodling yeah. without a bar with McDonald's. I also went to the Olympics. I'm 28 and I look around and everyone is young. So they're like 20-ish And are, do teenagers. they have like chaperone people around hovering? No, because they can't get like credentialed to go oh. into the village. So they're there on their oh, own. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. They're having a good time then. Well, so then I also... They're like, I snuck in some Molly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're just talking about a girl named Molly. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so that like, American fucking bitch. <laughs> where's the Molly? <laughs> um, so I think um, the one thing I was really excited for was like, there are going to be condoms everywhere. You, because you you just can't get enough condoms in general. No. You are a condom a collector. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was national like, condoms. Yeah. So so excited about these Olympic condoms. Yeah. And they're like, we go through a hundred thousand condoms a day. I'm like, oh my god, a hundred thousand condoms a yeah. day. The I feel like isn't there like sort of a thing where you're not supposed to get laid before you compete? Like, doesn't it like release too much testosterone or something like that? I don't know. It isn't like your semen help fuel you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I drink my own semen every morning. <laughs> And I feel incredibly fueled. That's why my skin is so good. You didn't even need to go to Dave and Buster's. No, I was Dave and Bustering on my face. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the condoms, you have to go to all over the place. No, they're nowhere to be found. Oh, so you have to ask your like what your coach? you have to go to the medical room. Oh god, awful! Oh, this is horrible. So you can't even have like a spontaneous hookup with some, you know, like whatever skier from the Ukraine or like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and everyone's dream, by the way, skier. You from have Ukraine. to like it has to, to be to so the, premeditated. Yes, you need you to go to, medic- to medical oh, center. Fuck. And so then I was like, well, why do people take so many? But then when I saw the dish, I became overcome with power, and I was like, I'm gonna take so many for my friends at home because I was like, they They're all know Olympic about the condoms. Do they have like the five rings? No. Oh, they're just, they were like, they, condoms. it was so like, it was in Korean 
and and then underneath oh. in English it just said generic condom. Oh, jeez, awful. I don't feel That's like not it's even honoring name brand. the athletes. No, that was dishonoring. Yeah, I mean, I guess y'all could have brought your own. Next time, I'm going to send you away with like a nice care package. Michael Sherman can hook you up. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I knew he would. Yeah, he's my great assistant. <laughs> he does anything. <laughs> he brought me home like a bunch of lube the other day, which I thought was pretty hysterical. You're the man, Michael. Yeah. Do you know, so after the Olympics, I complained about the condoms and Trojan sent me three boxes that they put crystals on <gasps> they bedazzled they the condoms? bedazzled the boxes oh see okay they bedazzled the boxes yeah i had a different image for a minute like no i know exactly what you had condoms, in mind which would be kind of scrapey you know how like a male cat apparently has spurs and so that's why yeah like when they have sex they wait howl, is it like, a- like have you ever heard a cat having sex i love cats not recently it is fuck. It sounds like a ch- a baby is being eaten by a wolf. <laughs> and so the female is like, Ow! <laughs> and it's awful. It's traumatizing. I know. And I heard that as a young girl, and I asked my parents <laughs> about it. Yeah, and and I actually was part of their abstinence program. They probably had the cats like planted outside my bedroom window. <laughs> Wait, you would hear this often? Yes. Did you live outside a cat brothel? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I lived in Washington State, which is known for its <laughs> cat breeding. <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what else it's known for? This what? is weird. We have coffee huts up there, pre-Starbucks little coffee huts in um, that like it's small, essentially a small business, but it's a tiny hut that's usually in a parking lot. Is it a Dutch? It's, it's, a, it's just a small hut. And usually like hot girls from the high school, like work there and they're like, do you want your Snickers latte? Like, <laughs> Hey Randy, or whatever that truly is. That's, I, yeah. that is exactly how it goes. But now they have topless ones. What? Yeah. So these poor, like no lids or no tops. Like titties. Oh, titties. Out. Yeah. So in the cold, like dead of winter, these poor girls <laughs> are making Snickers lattes for Randy over and over and over again with no shirts on. And they have to like slide the window open. Listen. This it's, is real? Yes, this is real. This is real. This is where I grew up. I hope now you understand me. <laughs> I do. It's a lot of clarity. <laughs> um, okay. Can I ask you some more questions? Please. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Uh, wait. I do want to ask you more. So no bunk bed? So yeah, you wait your whole life. You go to the Olympics. And do you bring a sleeping bag? Well, our village was... Um, is this the American village? Like I don't understand the village. So the village is all of the athletes. And so where we all stayed was um, new apartments that they had like just built in time for the Olympics. But because they were new, they didn't want any of the athletes to touch anything. So like everything was covered in plastic. Oh, that's comfort. That like prepares you for competition, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, this is restful. Yeah, you're like, this I'm is jet lagged yeah. and so um, it was like 
no sink, no refrigerator, like cabinets that you couldn't touch. They had like everything taped off and like sometimes the Like heat- they're already the the lease like has already been signed for the yes, new Yes, everything tenants. was all bought. So like the Americans had one building. We had like a building and then if it was like a like a country that had a smaller amount of athletes like you know, one country would get half of the building, the other country would get the other half. Um so, but each building had like a flag on it. And it was always so like, I always got like a chill because outside of the American building, I would look out and I, you know, you see the Olympic rings and then I look up and it's like the North Korean flag. Cause like our building was right next to theirs. And you're like, I should have brought binoculars. <laughs> 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 just, to, you know, yeah, see just, what's happening. Yeah, just, oh, yeah. just wondering how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But was it was it sort of an international bonding experience? Did you feel that at all? Did you feel because that's like the romance? I love the Olympics. That's the romanticism that I get caught up in, but I don't see the practicality of. Well, you know, I think that I like as an American athlete really bonded with a lot of the other American athletes. Where like I never see the speed skaters, I never see the snowboarders, I never see the skiers, and it was like the first time in my like career that it all coincided in one event. Did you have to like ever borrow anything from another athlete? Like? Well, I was going to go with something gentle like shaving cream or like I am I'm... tweezers or <laughs> but I don't know. Like, no, I don't think so. I had a roommate that um she brought a lot of chocolate and candy. Oh, so like also I was in a three bedroom and there were five of us. Okay. And that's pretty normal. There's like the smallest amount of people in one room in Team USA House, which is what we called our building, the the USA House. Very creative. I'm glad Mm -hmm. you guys. Yeah, we like like brainstormed. It was like a few long (laughs) calls. And finally, we were like, just call it the (laughs) USA House. So the floor, like the way the building was heated was like the floors would get hot. Um, But she brought a ton of candy. And every time she would go to practice, I would eat like. Wait, and what did she do? Um, uh, she was my teammate in you the- You fucking ate her candy? I was helping her. Fuck you. <laughs> that just feels so cruel. She like brought that candy over. I know. It was international. It was all, it's awful. But like, <sighs> I've known her for a while, so she knew what to expect. Okay. Do I have to watch all my little action figures over there? And <laughs> Yeah, it's when I have one in here already. <laughs> yeah. Just of candy. When I was stressed, I would like eat candy. Oh. That makes sense, though. Listen, it's a dog eat dog world. Yeah. Do, are you still in touch with? Yes, she's one of my dear friends. Her name's Mariah Nagasu, and so she was. Oh. Um, we were on the same team that, yeah. and we won a medal together. So you wouldn't ever want to do it again, though. No. And was your family there too? My mom, and so I'm one of six. My mom and one sister and one brother came. But why not ever again? I think the mental state I needed to be in to go to the Olympics, I needed to realize that it was just another event. And I think because I was older, I soaked in the whole experience. I could see everything that it was about. I skated my very best. I'm not going to do any better. And I don't need to like put myself through the stress of all of that again. I think that is so incredibly healthy. 
For all the unhealthy things I've ever done, that's the most healthy thing that I've ever done. Because it is, at some point, it's like you're chasing something that you have to sort of weigh the stress versus, I I think, the the gratification and also your own motivation of why are you doing this? What is is it giving you? I think dating an athlete is so hard. Is there an athlete that you would date? Yeah, like a hot one, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what about like an archer? Yeah, why not? But you just said you wouldn't date athletes. Listen. <laughs> you're back. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> I don't think you're begging. No, I have a sir. boyfriend though too. You do? Yeah. Okay. How long have you guys? Well, you don't have to talk too much about it if it's you don't okay. want to. I'm an open book. Okay. I have to take off this sweater. Okay. But I really like it. Thank you. Okay. But I do want to imagine after you tell us a little bit about your boyfriend or you don't have to, whatever. But because um, I try not to press my celebrity guests too much on their personal stuff, even though I want to know. Long-term relationship? Yeah. So, or is it recently new? So we're, we've been together for almost a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we met on Tinder while I was at a competition in Finland. I love it. You're in Helsinki. Exactly. And you are on Tinder. Tinder. You know, I'm very focused on the competition. So Left, right, left, left. Yeah. You're so dedicated. Yeah. So you're in this <laughs> hotel room. That's the dedication that they talk about during the Olympics. And you yeah. see some dude and he's like, hi, She's want like, to meet at... <laughs> well, I don't know. We never met. We like matched. And then we talked a little bit, but then the competition got started and I just, we didn't really talk. But then, um, a few weeks later, is he, so he's not a skater, but I assume he's also not American. No. Yeah. All right. All foreign things are better, like foreign cars. So you, you like to not know anybody. (laughs) Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. No, (laughs) no, it was great. Well, you know, what ended up happening was, is that like, we started like lightly chatting back and forth. And there was a few things where it was like, he had been in the process of, um, was there cute language barrier issues? He had cute, like a really cute accent Uh, that I just was dead for. Over text. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was just like one word would be off. Mm -hmm. And in my own mind, I'm like. He doesn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so endearing, you know, because he was trying so much harder because like he doesn't he didn't speak English. I mean, he speaks English like 
brilliantly and probably better than I do. But so he was like in the process of moving to LA and I was in LA and he was like, what are you doing in Finland? Like, and so we just started chatting a little bit. And, um, I think because I was like, I'm never going to fucking meet him that I just was so open and he was so open. And then we started talking like every day and, um, he was like, I am going to come to LA. Do you want to like get together? And like in my own mind, I'm like, fuck yeah. But like what I said was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Keep the guard up. (laughs) (laughs) You've learned a lot. Oh yeah, I have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's amazing though. Yeah. He's super cute. He's really, really nice. Dating deal breakers. Imagine you're single. Okay. The first time he comes to your house, he says, where do you keep your copper metal? (laughs) Deal breaker. Copper? Made of pennies? (laughs) Is he rationing for the war? Copper? Well, I just think he didn't realize that, like, he thought that, you know... This is a deal breaker because this your, is a long metal, explanation. This is the same explanation he would give, right? I just pennies. didn't know. Pennies? <laughs> oh. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he met all of his previous boyfriends on Grinder. Different guy. That's not a deal breaker. Oh, right. All right. <laughs> um, it's 2018. He tells you on the first date that he works a lot with plaster. I think that's a deal solidifier. I'm into that. All right. But, but if you explore a little more of plaster, mm-hmm, you find out that he's a, uh, listen, this is Cassie's twisted mind over here. <laughs> he's a dildo model. Oh, I mean, I think that's not a deal breaker either. If his dick is good enough to reproduce. He does okay sales. <laughs> <laughs> they make a net, <laughs> a net, a gross profit. Yeah. <laughs> He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Started his own company. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They break about even every year. (laughs) He, he thinks that a double axle is a car part. And I wish I could have phrased this a different way. Like, because I don't know how you sort of drop in like, oh yeah, so you got a double axle. Oh, like we're down in the or garage. Like, yeah, yeah. Or, or like maybe you just throw in like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like uh, double axles are easy. That's like, not a oh. deal breaker. I think that's endearing. Okay. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. I really like that. I like it though because maybe he doesn't like he likes you for you and not for what you do. My it's, my boyfriend didn't watch me skate at the Olympics because he wanted to watch it with me together. Oh, so he actually had never seen that's me really skate. Sweet, because maybe he was nervous. Was he nervous? He or was, was he- nervous, but he also didn't want to like be- know too much about. Like he want he was always involved and asked how it was and how I was feeling, but he didn't ever want to become a fan. I would imagine that I would be so nervous, more nervous than you potentially. Like somebody that loves you, watching is uh-huh. worse than. Yeah, I would think that right. Because mm-hmm. you're out of control. That would be like, I don't know, if I were an Olympic athlete, which I plan on being right. in the next decade. I was going to say decade, too. Yeah. Do they still have rhythmic gymnastics? They do. Oh, good. Yes. 
Because that's what you've been training. Oh, I can I can do a little ribbon work. <laughs> Some balls. Yeah. 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 Balance it. I'm gonna do like this whole weird dolphin thing. Right. You know. They're not you know ready. What I'm saying. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Thank you. Yeah. So we do calls. This is an awesome relationship part. advice calls. Thank you so much. You're so kind to be I here. I'm it. sorry I'm so obnoxious. Oh my god, I'm having such a great time. Um, people call us. Do you know about this part? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Sometimes people don't, but um, uh, but I haven't seen these questions. I don't know. Okay. What, I don't All right. Know so any we are going to call Sarah first, and Sarah is in Northern California, and she is. 29. Let's call her up here. I'm so glad. So are you guys, I love it. Oh, do you say Ripon? Mm-hmm. Ripon. Yes. I get that with Anna Anna. Ripon. Do, what, what do people say? Ripon? Hello. Hey, Sarah. It's Sim. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, Anna. Hi, hi, Sarah. Hi, Anna. Hi, I'm here with Adam Ripon, and he's awesome. Hey, Sarah. Oh, my gosh, Pop. Can't wait for your Will and Grace episode. <laughs> thank you. Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for being a part of this. Sarah, you have a situation with ghosting. Tell us what's going on. We're going to try and help you with the situation. Yeah, so this is just kind of one example of um, something I've come across. So I've been um, sort of out of the dating game for a while. And the last time I was in um, serious relationships, it was sort of before the explosion of the apps. and. Um, now being in the Bay Area, that kind of seems like my only option to meet people. So I came across a guy lately who seemed to have everything together. He was a little older than me. He had his own place. He had a great job. And like, I feel like in San Francisco, that's kind of the Holy Trinity. And we went on two great dates. And then he went away for work for three weeks. And I haven't heard from him since. So it's been... A couple weeks since he's been back, and I'm just kind of torn between, um, you know, reaching out to him and putting myself out there again, letting him off the hook because this is just sort of, you know, the way dating goes. And then there's the feminist side of me that doesn't want to let a straight, white, cisgender male ignore me. (laughs) So I'm not sure which way to go on this one. And don't forget, she's new to online dating, so this is a, a, a very new situation. She's not; she's never experienced like this like I, before. And Sarah, I, I don't; I have; I haven't ever online dated, so I don't; I don't know this world. I do think um, I don't know. The, this might be a question. This is for you guys. I, what I the first thing when you told us that I thought of was that he may have been in a relationship, and this is. Um, and may still be, or like sort of in and out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. People tend to do that if they're if they're in a relationship that they feel like is crumbling, or if they want to experience other things. The first thing I think that some people do is like start to go out and, and try to hook up with other people, and and it's it's not the kindest practice. I'm not advocating that behavior, but um, but I I don't. It seems to me that from what you've told us, Sarah, that the the ghosting isn't personal. Having said that, uh, I do not think you should um, reach out to him. Agree with you, Anna. Yeah. Adam. You know what, Sarah? I think here's the thing. I think that like I met my boyfriend on like Tinder and I think there's no shame in like meeting somebody online because I'm sure you're super busy and you're working a lot and it's the easiest way to meet people. 
Um, and I think that as the feminist queen that you sound like you are, I think that you shouldn't be afraid to take like initiative. So I think that if it hadn't been so long um, and that it has been a few weeks, I don't think that you should try to reach out to him. But I think like in the future, if you want to be like the person who reaches out, you should do that because like there's no rule that you shouldn't. Well, uh, here's the thing, Sarah. I think that something. So did, did he, when you went out on this date and you guys kind of, you know, hooked up a little bit or, or whatever, things felt very flirtatious. Did he say things to you like, um, like that, that felt a a little more serious things like, um, this, like you're the most beautiful person or like, I, I, I think I'm falling for you or, um, like did, did he miss, did, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Because I think that... Like lead you on or something? Yeah, like, um, I really think I'm falling for you. Or like phrases along those lines. Not really, but I don't know. I think, you know, he's like eight years older than me. So he's in his like mid to late 30s. He was pretty straightforward about the fact that like he's not into texting really and prefers to make a connection in person. So that's kind of like... That's what? weird. Stop. So th- like, this is okay, Sarah. I'm sorry. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna be a little direct right now. You need to just keep swiping, keep dating. Because here's he's, the thing: he's in another relationship, right? That's what's happening. When you're online dating, when you're on Tinder, you have options, and he's going to continue to date other people. There's this is not a reflection on you because you're awesome, and he probably thinks you're awesome as well. But maybe he's this either had a connection with someone else and didn't want to tell you, or he just wants to play the field and date. And he's probably a great guy too. I'm not saying he's a, but I mean, most guys are pussies. They're not going to just say, "Hey, listen, I'm not interested in you." They would rather ghost. That's just the way. It is. But, but but here's the thing. When Sarah says something like that, that he said, I'm not that into texting, which I can relate to, but for different reasons, that is an indication to me that he's not going to text you back because he's in a relationship and he's worried that the other person will see texts from you. That to me... It, but if he really wanted to see Sarah, he would be texting all the time. Oh, completely. So, yeah. exactly. So, you know, but but like, the, the fact that he was text. proactive about that, right. though, yeah. here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? He like, was setting himself up. Exactly. Not to fail. Exactly. Yeah. He he's like, don't essentially saying, don't text me. I'm not going to text you back because what he's really thinking is, I can't. I don't want to risk my girlfriend seeing texts from you. It may not be a girlfriend, maybe just be anyone that he's dating because he's probably dating a lot of people. Yeah, it could be, could be for sure. Yeah, that could, that that's, but whatever it is, it's not worth your time, Sarah. Exactly. I, I don't want you to, um, there are amazing guys out there. Yeah. Just keep swiping, keep yeah. going on on dates. And, and you know, some guys, some people are really great at doing like three or four impression dates and they're fantastic at it and they seem amazing and it seems like oh but you know that this is everything i wanted this is a total package or whatever but um but some people are just really good at presenting that one element and um and i think that even in the perfect world if you were to be in a relationship with him that if you if you wanted to be in a relationship with him for like 6 or 7 months that you would uncover a lot of flaws. I don't like it that he said that he wasn't like that big of a texter. That devalues you a little bit, you know? I want you to be worshipped, Sarah. It was just, it 
was just interesting um, after, because he said that, you know, before we met up and I was like, okay, great. I don't want to look at my phone that much either. Let's just go on our first date and then see where that goes. And then it was after the first date that we went on that it was like, I was hearing from him every single day between the first day I met him and then like two oh. weeks later. Oh, odd. The the, no, it's, it's not odd. He is, he met someone else's is what it is, or he's dating other people. I'm right. sure it was great for that time. That's why he continued to text right. you. And then he swiped right and found someone else. I'm sorry, but this ah, is what happened. You're right. You're right. This is, no, it, this I is mean, so I, clear I, to yeah, me. I mean, no, I know. I'm yeah. like, I, I don't, because I'm not familiar. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, Sarah, but you have to keep doing this too. You have to keep dating as well. This is not a reflection on you at all. This is just the way Fight it, the it is right now. Totally. And I've been on like four or five more dates since this whole first Good. date down. And it's like, oh, the... The options out there are just not great right just now. Just keep going. Or maybe I'm right. <laughs> Don't get discouraged. Just yeah, keep doing and, it. And, you know, and also I, I always feel like look beyond dating apps as well. You know, sometimes fulfilling really fulfilling relationships sort of happen in, in areas in your life that you, you don't expect. You know, like dating your cousin or something. <laughs> <laughs> We've all, right. all done it. All right. Some final advice for Sarah before we let her go. Sarah, I hope that this guy like didn't... Uh, I don't know, mess with your head too much at all. But yeah, I would definitely not um, reach out to him. That that's, that's a losing game. But I would really be interested if he pursues you again. I think, so please let us know if that happens because that, that would be a very curious, uh, you know, element because I think that Sim is, he's right that it, like he's dating other people and maybe he's getting laid and whatever. He may reach out to her again. You're right. Because if it doesn't work out with That's the girl he's saying. dating right exactly. now, you'll realize, oh my God, Sarah but was amazing. Exa- I fucked up. And he'll try yep. that whole angle, uh, either that, that manipulative angle. Or, or but, but I also don't want Sarah to feel like she's the second runner up. And she shouldn't be. He right. should, she should completely exactly. ignore that text when, when she gets that. I totally agree. I think, you know what, if he made you feel like this now and you've known him for like less than, you know, a month or two, like it's only going to repeat itself. And he doesn't even know you. He's still trying to make a good impression. And like, if he if he tries to reach out later, it's just a little bit too late. We'll call him and school his ass. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, it's I done. Know. It's done. Just don't I've do been anything. Ghosted a million this times. Is, yeah. Listen. How? I don't know how. Wait, you've been ghosted a billion times. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, it's going amazing. And then I'm, and then I'll be like, I've literally been ghosted to. To the point of I'm about to leave my house five minutes before. Is it like Richard Branson? Who is ghosting you? (laughs) Who would ever ghost you? That's exactly what I thought. And I bet Sarah is going through the same thing right now. Where you're like, how am I getting ghosted? I'm really good at this. And then all of a sudden, you don't hear from them. But you know what, Sarah? As soon as you hit it big... You're going to hear from everybody. Who the fuck is ghosting you, That's exactly what we're asking Sarah right now. Jesus. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Actually, Fuck. You're a m- fucking sorry, me- super quick. smoking hot, hysterical. Sarah, everything's going to work out for you. Don't worry about it. Just keep swiping. You're going to find some great wait, guys. Wait, wait. She had one more final thought. Though. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Sarah. So, the one time this has happened to me before where I got ghosted was actually the day the unqualified book was released. And I was like literally about to leave my house. So, on this date, and this guy texted me canceled and instead i got to go pick up on his book and um, i stayed up until oh. like four o'clock reading it and finished it in one night 
Sarah, thank you for saying that. I I so I love you and I, thank you for saying that. At first, I was worried. Like, am I a bad omen? <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh my god. But no, I, no, definitely. It was way better to spend the night with you than with any stupid guy. <laughs> well, fuck these dicks. And, yeah, they're and, dumb as uh, shit. Um, and please, please let us, please keep in touch. Let us know whatever happens with this guy, but please just keep in touch in general. We want to know about the other like dating experiences and, you know, and you can always just say fuck it and come move to Los Angeles. Thank you, Sarah. I love you. And thank you. Love you too, Anna. Bye. Oh, bye, Sarah. It's such a world. I have no idea that language. I don't know anything about it. She's, I mean, she's new to it, which is why, I mean, this is a nice lesson for her. Yeah, you it's, get so it's a, used it's to a, it. It's a nice lesson for it her. It is. If you're new and you this sound is... like you're 83, <laughs> this is a good lesson for her. <laughs> I love. I'm so this. glad this happened to her. Okay, and I'm glad we had this call because she's going to be so much happier after this. She's going to understand that this is how it works. Yeah, but also I don't know. And she shouldn't take it personally. Good ghosting happened in back in when I was in college to me, but it just was a different. It wasn't. Yeah, what Sim is like, get out of here. No, get out no, of here, Ferris. Going. No, keep, I'm no, just getting the page. No, no. But, what, uh, what, what, how did ghosting happen to you when you were in college? Oh, you know, it's like People a guy died. wouldn't call you. Because <laughs> I poisoned you. Yeah, because they died. <laughs> All right. That's no, ghosting. no, but you know, it's like a guy, a guy wouldn't call you after like you hung out with him and you thought, oh, you remember. Yeah, that's, like, that's there was like a old mild. Old school ghosting. Like, yeah. Old yes. school ghosting. <laughs> I think we have just like but so much access to so many people. A stalker. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I wasn't bad. At stalking? I wasn't bad. It's good to know. Adam, that's right. <laughs> We're calling so, Jake now. You live in the South Bay? <laughs> and Jake is in Minnesota. You're going to take me ice skating, right? I, you promised. And he's 32. Okay. Hello. Jake. Yep, this is me. Hi, Jake. It's Sim. Say hi to Anna. Hi. Hi, Jake. I'm sorry, Jake, that Sim just directed you to say hi to me. He's been doing that lately. He'll be like, hey, say hi to Anna or Anna. Say, say hi, hi to Jake. Yeah. Right. And it's like, fuck you, Sim. Anyway, <laughs> Jake, hi, it's Anna. Thank you so much for doing this. And um, you are here with Adam Rapon. Hi, Jake. Hello. You're so sweet to do this. I love it when we get a male caller. Thank you. Jake, tell us what you want to know here. You want to know something about porn and your husband talk to us here i can paint the picture a little bit we've been together for a very long time well eight years during that time we've always been very affectionate and we just decided that you know a long time ago we weren't going to watch that together but then you know because my husband just really you know his ex before me liked to watch porn when they did stuff so it, it was kind of like a complex in that sense that he just wasn't comfortable with it and made him feel weird and reminded him of his past relationship. So fast forward many years later, though, and, you know, we, me and him have been discussing lately in the fact that it's like, well, I occasionally watch porn. I know that you occasionally look at porn. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Well, uh, can I ask? Because po- so porn is it, it can be pretty loaded. And actually, Sim and I were talking about um, we were having a heated argument about American Pie earlier, and we started talking a little bit about porn and you were telling me that like what was a relief sim i'm sorry i don't mean to like expose i don't you even know where you're going with this but you I, told yes. me about the like the massage the soft core stuff because because there's like all kinds of levels of yes. porn right we're talking about skinamax yeah and what did you call me <laughs> wait so so jake um do you think that there's like a like different trauma though that your husband may have experienced and that sort of could involve something like that, that brings up different emotions when he, when he watches porn. I guess the, the more, more so that we've had the conversations, we've also been just talking about like, what is your turn on? I mean, like, cause we want to be respectful of each other, but then you have to kind of come to realization that you can still be attracted to other people, but not, well, I mean, like, yeah, you're you're human, so it's normal to be, like, attracted. And I think, like, wanting to be in a relationship with somebody um, and be monogamous is, um, you know, you don't have sex with other people because you want to, like, respect the relationship that you're in. Um, are you guys, like, afraid that if you watch porn together that, like, something is going to change between you? Well, you know, is that a gateway into changing the way that we experience our lovemaking, you know, like, as well as taint it in a sense, like, like basically like what impact the morals of our relationship in some strange way, you know, and like, basically like some of the conversations that me and my husband have had in the past, we say like, well, what if it kind of seems like you're more interested in the person on the screen rather than the actual action going on with your partner? Cause People watch porn to get into it, you know, and so how do you know that you're both doing that together at the same time? Right. So, hey, let me let me ask you a few questions. Do you guys have like a big uh, like a, 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 a power dynamic between you guys? Like is your partner more insecure or scared of losing you or and the reason like. I am pro whatever anyone wants to do, but, um, but I do wonder if he, if it, if it makes him, the idea of that makes him feel like, you know, fundamentally insecure in terms of losing you. And if you'll be turned on by somebody else and how that makes him feel, or, I mean, I guess that's sort of what you're alluding to a little bit. I, I can understand what you're saying. Um, but do you think I'm under my way I off think, track? I think there's insecurities. There's insecurities on both of our sides because, you know, we, I mean, we got in our relationship. He was 19 and I was 23. And we both grew up in rural Minnesota. You know, we weren't even out at the time to our families. Well, he was, but I wasn't. So, you know, like basically we, 
we were like two leprechauns that found each other, <laughs> you know, in the backwoods of, of the Iron Range of Minnesota. Um, and it's just, and we've latched onto each other so affectionately and deeply. And I just, I feel like, why can't we, um, why can't we get over this hump of just like, it's, it shouldn't be as much of a. Right. Well, okay. Here is my naive. And then I feel like Adam should take over. Here's my naive advice. I know that in my gender stereotyping visuals can be more powerful and more effective for men. But um, I like to play in the imaginatory realm. <laughs> I like to play characters. Um, I like literature. Um, and it does, it is like a slightly easier way to, um, to sort of gently experiment, I think. Um, yeah, like slowly incorporating different aspects, like, but yeah, one, I, I think that part of it, part of it for me too, was that, you know, I was, I've never been with another man. Like I've been with my husband. That makes sense. Like basically, you know, my virginity when I was 23. So imagine a young man growing up from, you know, how old out of the country to 23 years old. Just, that was my, you know, that was my exposure to, yeah. I know. And are you guys happy together in general? Oh, absolutely. We just bought a it house. Like we, it. Like, and I don't know. It's like a subject we've touched on in the past. And then we just recently talked about it. And he basically said, like, well, you know, let's, let's give it a shot or so. But now we're in this, like, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to initiate it. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Do you feel guilty if you watch porn without him? He, well, in the past, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, we agreed, like, I just, like, threw out all my porn because I didn't need that. I got my man, you know. And then for a long time, you know, we just, I didn't look at porn. But then, like, a few times I did. And he happened to grab onto my phone, like, over the years. And he was, you know, he's like, I understand. And, and then, like, and then it was something that we were both doing or do. Yeah. But it's just... So, so it, know, it taps into an insecurity in him and, and probably you to a lesser degree. Um, if he's sort of looking at your phone and, and needing to like explore. And I got to tell you, I mean, Jake, everyone deals with a version of this. Everyone does. Um, and so I, I think I don't know, the more you guys can sort of share with each other like your most perverted fantasies and maybe you start out by just talking to each other as opposed to like looking at visuals so you're actually sharing dialogue and it's like, oh yeah, I've, I want to like be fucking you while we tumble off Niagara Falls or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That was just what came to mind, Jake. Don't judge. <laughs> I totally like I, I totally think that like to spice it up, you could totally start with like things that you guys could do together and you don't need to go to porn like directly. And I think if you're thinking about porn, you need to like have a conversation with yourself. And can you like disassociate the people like performing the yeah. porn to like what is happening? Jake, I have a whole not to get like I won't go too detailed because sim is right here and he's looking at me but i have a whole like professor student thing i i, I do <laughs> well and i think i think we all have those and it's 
place. Sometimes, like maybe just because we don't want to hurt each other's feelings, you don't, say or something that. like that. Like, yeah, yeah, just basically so that was like, I'll make a confession if you do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Then. Well, and so I don't know, um, but but maybe if um, I don't know, maybe you guys have like a relaxing evening, a little bit of wine or something. And I don't know. And then just start saying like, okay, so like what was one of your earlier fantasies? And I think that that's a good way to sort of at least like enter into a safe conversation about, because you guys have been together for a long time and you're young and, and, and it is really important to not, I mean, ideally we all share this stuff with our partners and that's how we, have sexy, healthy relationships. Um, I, I feel like my voice is getting into that weird soft place where it sounds sort of like I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I don't. It sounds good. Does it? Yeah. Uh, but, but Jake, but you, you, I, I, I love it that you called us because you're talking about something that truly we all deal with. And I know that like as a woman, I, I have gotten threatened by porn because it makes me sometimes feel like, well, what am I not giving to my partner, you know, that he desires? That they need to go like, why can't they, why do they need to do that without me? Yeah. Like, or, right. Or like looking at them and then it gets to the place of like, oh, so if we don't have porn, are you imagining somebody else in your head? Or, you know, like people can spin out in, in that, in that world. And so I, I love it that you brought this up because I think that it is something that everyone experiences. Because it's, like, it's not exactly like I can have a conversation like this with at work or anything. Jake, I have to tell you, I have to commend you though. I'm so impressed that you are in this loving relationship and, and you, you guys seem to really respect each other and it couldn't have been easy. Um, in, you know, a, a close knit community or for any, for anybody to come out. And, uh, I really appreciate you, you calling us because I know that we'll have a lot of listeners that will give us feedback and feel really appreciative for you sharing this. And I, I just don't know if I gave you any helpful advice except for like to put on a wig and pretend to be hope like for the best, you know, a plumber or something. I, think, I don't know. I think you, just, you just kind of ignited in me like the fact that it's like, I'm not wrong for having feelings like this or or us getting into this discussion it's it's something that needs uh not at all not at all you know i think that we we overanalyze fantasy too much um because sometimes it comes from a different part of our brain that feels a little more base and and i do believe that that's okay i mean as long as like craziness isn't acted upon i don't mean to be ad whatever but I do think that somebody has a foot fetish. It's like, all right, that's fucking cool. What you guys said was perfect, I think. I hope. Jake, I don't know if... Jake, we, are you okay with this advice? I don't even know if I gave him anything specific. Hey, I, you know, I'm okay with the fact that we all have these feelings. We all have... And especially yeah. when you touch point on that fantasy part of things. Because, you know, as I mentioned, like, you know, all I had was my fantasy before. Like, yeah. like to just explore that realm, you know, around. But... I mean, I found the best man in the world to be with, you know, <laughs> but and there was still all those years of fantasy that never happened. Jake, <laughs> like, I, well. I don't know if you've um, gone onto Amazon lately, but uh, <laughs> they have some crazy shit. Like, get in there. 
get some. Oh, uh, we got like you know we got some toys and stuff all right, like that. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, good. thank you so much um, for hanging yeah, out with and us. I truly, I love you. And yeah, no problem. It was like, awesome talking to you guys. Yeah, and and please keep us posted. We are going to get a lot of feedback on this, and I so appreciate you opening up. And I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Jake. thank you too. Yep. Bye, Jake. Bye, Bye Jake. Bye. Great job, guys. That was great. I just rambled on about. No, no, that was great. But he that's needed good to advice. hear. Yeah, yeah. It's just I think it's like having an open conversation always. Like I think if you, I think we all like love danger and the idea of things. And when we actually say them out loud, we're actually able to like analyze what do we really want or what but do we not. It takes so much confidence because yeah, you know, it's, it takes it, guts. Yeah, because we've been. The sort of societally sexually shamed so much that it's it's hard to reconcile fantasies within our own heads and then potentially share them and feel like oh you just feel so guilty for them sometimes mm-hmm. yeah a lot of guilt it's those fucking puritans fuck you puritans <laughs> <laughs> oh god I've just offended a bunch of puritans out there we'll take that out Tyler you got that <laughs> There's a huge Puritan community that listens to this. And... Oh, yeah, they do. They love my podcast. Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll get one email. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so oh, much, yeah, Adam. Thank you, thank you Adam. so much for having You're me. You're amazing. I so appreciate it. It's so much fun. Okay, but you don't know what Rain happens space. next. I put a pillowcase over your head. <laughs> Just slowly suffocate you. You know what? If Good it's night, my time, dear it's listeners. My time. I love you. <laughs> Good night. Shh.